Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to any and all of my podcast episodes. Let's do this. So, I have an episode. Um, hoping that you guys have heard it. If you have not heard it, feel free to catch up on my episodes. Now is a great time to just play catch up. I mean, most of us are social distancing, spending a lot of time at home. And so if you need something to listen to, I would be humbled if you chose me to listen to. And I would definitely advise you to check out that toxic relationship episode that I have. And then listen to this one. Today we're going to talk about healthy relationships. So we're going to focus on what makes a relationship a secure, positive, effective relationship. It could be a friendship, a romantic relationship, a relationship between colleagues, with your family. Relationships in general is what we're talking about here. What makes a healthy relationship? I have come up with the top three things that make a relationship healthy. And so, again, the previous episode I recorded um, on relationship dynamics, which was toxic relationships, that went into all the things you have to look out for in order to assess whether or not you are in a toxic relationship. It gave you kind of the signs and the behaviors of a person that is considered a toxic person. A person that has not yet healed, a person that is projecting, displacing, um, and essentially has poor coping tools. But again, this one will focus on What is a healthy relationship? And so I've come up with the top three things that make a healthy relationship. Number one, if you feel safe talking to that person about your feelings, you're in a healthy relationship. Allow me to elaborate. If you're able to express yourself freely and openly express what you like what you don't like what you're happy about what you're not happy about express that maybe you didn't like something or that you wish something in the relationship would change or be different or improve you're gonna feel safe doing that in a healthy relationship you're gonna feel safe because that person is going to have an appropriate, comforting, validating response to your feelings. What does that look like? It's simple. Let's say I'm in a relationship, a romantic relationship, which I am, but I'm not referring to my relationship in this scenario, just to make that clear. Um, And let's say I express to my significant other, hey, um, I didn't like when you made that comment earlier. 
a person that is well-adjusted, has done their healing, is continuing to heal, a positive person in your life, a safe, healthy person for you to have in your life would respond by saying, okay, you know, can you tell me what you need from me next time? Um, I'm sorry that you, you know, you felt bad that, you know, I'm glad you told me how you're feeling and in the future I will definitely be more mindful of how you feel and please let me know what I can do in the future to be more understanding. Some derivative of that, but it should sound supportive. Again, I'm focusing on healthy relationships here. So you can imagine what the opposite of those statements would look like. And again, the opposite of those statements would make a toxic relationship. Number two, being reparative. Acknowledging and taking accountability for your behaviors and being able to apologize when you need to and take ownership. And I'm not talking about a half-assed apology like, oh yeah, I'm sorry that you felt bad. No, like a true, sincere, I'm really sorry that, you know, that comment hurt you and I take full responsibility for my role in this and would love to know how I can do better in the future. It has to be something with genuine sentiment. Being reparative. Have you ever seen like a parent that will maybe have an argument with their child and maybe the parent loses their temper and maybe says some things they don't mean in that heat of the moment? A parent that later approaches a child sits with them and says, hey, listen, I was upset earlier and I said some things that I shouldn't have said. I apologize. That's called being reparative. That's called good parenting. That's called acknowledging when you did something wrong and being able to take ownership over it. And a parent that can apologize to their child, that's everything. You are teaching them that if someone does something wrong, they should absolutely apologize. And your child will know to expect that. And if they don't get that, they'll be able to identify that as toxic because you've taught them that they deserve an apology when someone does something wrong. And that's just one example. But again, being reparative and being willing to take accountability for your actions. Three, which is the last one, people that support you, people that support you, that cheer you on, that want you to succeed, that are happy when you're happy, that are sad when you're sad. Not to suggest that if you're sad that they need to be a swimming pool of tears with you because that's not healthy, but if you're feeling pain, they're able to empathize. And if you're feeling joy, they should be right there celebrating that joy with you, 
and you know oh my gosh congratulations I'm so proud of you I'm so happy for you words of affirmation like that you should feel like you're being supported like these people are your cheerleaders like they want to see you thrive and reach your goals And I'm fortunate because I have a lot of people in my life that way. I still remember when I passed my licensure exam, how happy everyone was for me. Because people know how hard I've Here's worked. Here's something I found on the web. According to blogspot.com, happy birthday, Sam. Okay. I'm not sure why my Echo Tot felt the need to interrupt my podcast. It's not like I said her name and I won't say it because then she'll think I'm talking to her. But, uh, yeah. My Echo Dot just decided to join the episode. So my apologies, y'all. That was something else. Anyway. (laughs) In any case, people know how hard I've worked for um, this career, how passionate I am about it. And so people really celebrated that moment with me. And... Again, the people that love you, that you have healthy relationships with, are going to want you to do well, even if they're not doing well. So now that's that other bracket that goes into number three. Even if they're unhappy for whatever reason, they're struggling in their lives, they're going through something, but you're doing well, they're going to be happy that you're doing well. In spite of their sadness or their misery or their anger or their rage or whatever other feeling they may be experiencing. Remember that. If they're not happy for you, is that a healthy relationship? So let me summarize. One, you should be able to feel comfortable and safe talking to them. You shouldn't feel like you're about to get attacked. You should feel like a meaningful, productive conversation is going to take place every time there is a confrontation about anything related to your feelings. Two, being reparative, taking ownership, knowing when to apologize. Three, wanting you to succeed and be happy and thrive against all odds, whether they're doing well or not. I hope you guys found this information helpful. Please let me know what you think. Feel free to reach out to me. Let me know if you agree. If you would add any more criteria to this, I would be more than happy to hear it. You let me know. I hope that everyone out there is staying safe and staying home as much as possible. We're still not out of the woods, everybody. So please be cautious and continue to practice social distancing. Sending everyone lots and lots of love and positivity and light.